This week, I think I fucked a squirrel to death and don't remember, which is an actual line from The Last Boy Scout. This is Body Counts and Beer. Hello and welcome to another edition of Body Counts and Beer. I'm Mark Rosendahl. I'm Patrick Bromley. I'm Jonathan Rooney-Taylor. Nose riddled with bones. <laughs> this week, uh, we are discussing the most nose-bone-riddled film of all, 1991's Tony Scott, uh, uh, Shane Black, uh, mystery beat-em-up explosion helicopter blade slicing... The last Boy Scout. No more Boy Scouts after this. No. Pack it in. That's right. After he gets prepared, nobody gets prepared. Yep. That's it's just Weebelos from here on out. Yeah. I mean that does kind of describe 1992 up to the present. That is true. Just woefully unprepared. Now I hate to shock you. I know that we are uh, uh, we've we, we've interrupted our live coverage of <laughs> the event, the Rebuild Evangelion series. Fear not. This was meant to be our uh, our Christmas interlude, uh, because when I googled Christmas action movies, this came up. And yet, despite it being a Shane Black film, I do not recall Christmas being mentioned once. New, no, new. No. It was raining at the beginning. Does does that count? Does it rain in California on Christmas? On Christmas? Well, on your wedding day. Whoa, wouldn't that be ironic? We'll get to irony later in this movie. Mm, I think this movie is... Yeah, this one's all pretty straight. (laughs) (laughs) What's theirs on the page? (laughs) And what's on the page? A lot of fuck words and early 90s homophobia. Ooh, true. Uh, Last Boy Scout begins, like all movies do, with three consecutive minutes of fake... Oh, you ran in full some football! So I... Was not ready for football. <laughs> first off, just right off the bat, yeah. this the opening credit sequence of swoosh, the last Boy Scout swoosh to open applauds, which I thought was a bit of a ballsy way to start your movie. You don't open with a standing ovation; that gives you nowhere to go. Uh, but yeah, then it, it opened with. Was this an actual football promo? Uh, was this was this... a parody of Hank Williams Jr.'s Are You Ready for Some Football on Monday Night Football. Right. Yes. But this was Friday, Friday Night, Night football. football. This was Friday Night Lights. Gotcha. What yeah. is it? Eyes clear. Look forward. I used to be in sports night. Hearts frittering. Isn't that what hearts <laughs> do? They fritter? I don't know. I don't know what they do. Fluttering. Hearts. Yeah. All Something. I know is that's the show that that dude did post sports night, pre um, fucking wet hot American summer reboots. Mm, yes, yeah, Josh Charles. There we go. Sports uh, night. Yeah. yeah, remember Aaron Sorkin? Yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, that was when that was when people thought Aaron Sorkin was funny, and it's only because the show was only twenty two minutes long. Yeah. But it, but it wasn't funny. I don't remember yeah. it being funny. I remember watching a couple. It was at best clever. Here's the thing. Of of Sorkin's oeuvre, uh, Sports Night definitely holds up the best. Uh, I, I will admit I'm not above some of the crackling dialogue and interesting character interactions in Sports Night. Because the stakes are, oh no, sports reporting. 
the show must go on, I guess. And, like, yeah, that's about where I want the stakes for Sorkin. Yeah, you don't really want to get to the high stakes of a late-night comedy show or, I don't know, <laughs> U.S. politics. Yeah, you definitely don't want that second one. Yeah, a lot of people are going to say that West Wing is his best work. Uh, those people are wrong and brain-poisoned because that show taught an entire generation utterly the wrong way to think about politics. A. Forever. Yes. Uh, I'm still not sure I wouldn't say it was his best show, though. Because, like, what are his other shows, and aren't they mostly big piles of garbage? It's certainly I mean, not... Sports Night's yeah. probably his best show. Yeah, I, so? I, will, I will still go to bat for Sports Night. It is a perfectly enjoyable show that only very occasionally gets up its own ass. It's not like Studio 60, the show about... What if SNL, but like the Norm MacDonald character took over the show, wouldn't that be a thing to watch? It ends with a hostage crisis. <laughs> like, literally. I mean, half of the... The producer of Studio 60 has to negotiate with terrorists. Look, half of that season is about Steven Weber's uh, fucking executive character worried about the people in Macau not buying their shows. Yeah, well, because they had, uh, you know, the real cutting edge, America's not ready to hear the truth. Guys, Christians, they're a little nutty sometimes. Oh! Oh, I can't have that on the airwaves. Oh, anyways. <laughs> also, his uh, Lucille Ball Desi Arnaz biopic is a big pile of crap. I haven't watched it. It's awful. I, I gave it a fair shake just because of, you know, like... Hey, Lucy Desi, I'll, you know, out of a comedic obligation, I'll kind of check it out. It seems like the best swing someone has taken at, like, trying to tell both of the stories of Lucy and... Sure. Lucy. Yeah, Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz. Uh, no. Oh, God, it's terrible. First off, uh, was it Nicole Kidman? Yes. Covered in prosthetics. Well, Whoa. distractingly yeah. prosthesis. <laughs> Just awful. Like a David Cronenberg body horror monster. And would you believe that she's trying to keep her marriage together under thoughts of infidelity from her partner while also trying to avoid being labeled a communist? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that was an important thing to not get labeled. Tony Hale, who plays her showrunner, is just like... But Lucy, we gotta put on a good show. And she's like, the House on American Activities Committee. Had <laughs> it again. Uh, so anyways, the movie opens with the song, Friday Night's a Great Night for Football. I just looked this up because I wanted to see who it was who sang it. It's sung by a guy named Bill Medley, who you might know as one of the Righteous Brothers. Oh, nice. Really nice. Yeah. All the Righteous Brothers. Except in this movie, he doesn't do that sweet, awesome, unchained melody, like, harmony stuff. It's just... He's doing a shitty Hank Williams Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. And again, it is the entire song, a solid three and a half minutes. And distracting and confusingly, they continue to play the movie's credits as if they exist in... In the football promo? Correct, yeah. Yeah, you're swapping back and forth. Uh, also, this professional sports league, this football league that we are being led into is... Football, that's what it's... Okay, <laughs> all right. Is there a good night for football, would you say? Maybe, like, like before the weekend, but not really a weekday, you know? 
like a weekday night, but you don't have to go to bed early. Now, weirdly, football is almost exclusively played on Sunday and Monday, though recently they picked up Thursdays. Yes, we do have Thursday night football. But what about must-see TV? I must see it. Nah, you're probably going to want to watch football because I don't even know what's must-see TV on NBC anymore. Real quick, though, in football, are characters welcome? Uh, always. Yes, yeah. and they know drama. And That's they know good. drama. Yeah. Hey, and it's guys. very funny. Yeah, very funny. Yeah. Very yeah. funny. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, we are treated to then, uh, we cut to the actual stadium. It's pouring rain, it's dark, it's disgusting outside. Al Pacino's yelling about how you gotta get the plays right! Yeah. Uh, Jamie Foxx can't put on his pants. <laughs> throws up on the field, good oh, stuff. Yeah. It's, it's great. Um, it's a, a, a game between, you know, those classic... Professional football teams, the Los Angeles Stallions. Uh huh. Real team, as far as I'm concerned. Yes. And and the Cleveland team. Yeah, the Clevelanders. I don't remember them giving them a name. Yeah. Well, I think later in the movie, the senator says he can't wait to see L.A. beat Tampa Bay. Tampa, yeah. Tampa. Yeah. Tampa's. That's later in the game. That's later in the match. But this is against Cleveland. This is against Cleveland. Yeah. But my, th- I'd yeah, like I to posit the, a the, theory that. Only the Los Angeles team gets to have a name. I think oh, that okay. actually might be the case in this. You might be right. This is yeah. like a split timeline situation where the guy who came up with naming your football team was only in California and like got copyright law real embedded into it. Yeah. I'm trying to look up famous Cleveland things beside the river catching on fire. Ooh, they got the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. Uh, and that guy that did those comedy songs like Moon Over Parma. Ooh, yeah, the Drew Carey show. That's right. Yeah, yeah Drew yeah, Carey yeah. covered the moon over Parma. Yeah. It's a good version now. He does a really you know nice what? version. I, speaking of old TV shows I'll go to bat for, Drew Carey show. I have been long Pretty wondering solid. how that would hold up if I went back and watched it now. Surprisingly well, again, given the caveat of early 90s homophobia. Sure. But like, I don't know, pretty all right. I've, I haven't... I, I Is it streaming anywhere? Does it exist in the ether? I can't remember the last time I saw an episode of it. I very briefly... I want to say it was on, like, FXXX. The, mm. like, the, the super deep cable channel that yeah. got all of its stuff on Hulu. You, wait, I'm sorry. FXXX? The porno version? <laughs> yeah. yeah, correct. Always Sunny in Philadelphia just gets down to bone and... <laughs> I mean... Full penetration. I was going to say, that's the twist. We show it. We show it. Um, So anyways, uh, yeah, this Cleveland team, uh, the Cleveland, I don't know, we'll call them the Cleveland River Fires or the the Cleveland Drunk Elliot Nesses. Ooh, the Cleveland, we went to the uh, opening of the new Rock and Roll Hall of Fame building and got a limited edition Coca-Cola can and Yoko Ono almost ran us over crossing the street. Nice! That's my history with the city of Cleveland. That's way more than mine. Mine is just one time I watched a press conference where former Bulls center Joe Kim Noah said Cleveland sucks and then a second press conference where they say do you regret the things you said about Cleveland and he said no (laughs) do you know anybody who likes Cleveland have you ever heard anybody say I'm going to Cleveland on vacation (laughs) all the little chicks with the crimson lips say Cleveland rocks that's true they Uh, they are however living in sin with a safety pin I mean they are look I'm not going to take any tips on Cleveland from a guy who was the lead singer of Fucking uh, Mott the Hoople, okay? So, give me a break. <laughs> hey, hey. That's a dynasty. Buddy, 
You think you could mot a hoople half as well as he can? I'd like to see you try. I will. I'll show all the young dudes I can mot this hoople <laughs> all the way to Memphis. Those are the only two other <laughs> mot the hoople songs I know. I'll be over here toting the wet sprocket, you <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> After party at Spago's! <laughs> well, enjoy yourself in Possum Kingdom. I don't know. Is that a place? I think we ran out of runway on this one. <laughs> Anyways, let's talk about the movie now that we're 12 minutes in. Sure. So a football game is going on. It's a very typical uh, 90s football movie in the sense that everything leads to grievous bodily injury yeah. and yeah. blood. Rudy, Rudy is putting his jersey on the desk and saying, I, I don't play, coach. Right? That's how Rudy goes. No, no everyone else goes. takes their gives their jerseys because they want Rudy to play. Yeah. No. Rudy's an asshole. Nah, man, he makes uh, Frodo get all the way to Mount Doom. Yeah, but he's too small. He can't play football. Well, that's how he's tricking you. <laughs> the trick play is yeah. the small man. No, play. hey, man, Warwick. You, you try to tackle odd job. You're just yeah. jumping right over the top of it. Look, Warwick Dunn was like five foot six and weighed thirty pounds, and he played for like ten years. And he was very good. He was. He's also, I hear, a stand-up guy. That's what I've heard. Despite not being able to stand up very tall. Correct. Anyways, uh, as we go into the half of this football game, the uh, the Los Angeles Stallions are somehow losing to the Cleveland whatevers. Uh, which, bad news. Yeah, makes no sense. Uh, we see uh, the coach yelling at the team, saying they got to do more things, and star running back Billy Cole receives a phone call on the team phone at halftime. And it's, a, it's an old mobster guy telling him, you got to score more touchdowns to win this game. <laughs> No matter what you have to do, just score a touchdown. <laughs> Thus implying uh, that the mob has rigged this game because he's like, there's a lot of money riding on this. You've got to score some touchdowns. But, like, that's not how you rig a sports game for the purposes of gambling. It really is you not. You don't bribe a team to win. Nope. <laughs> Winning is kind of like... What they super want to do. Yeah. So anyways, Billy Cole, knowing he's going to need every ounce of... Real quick about uh, this Billy Cole character. I'm getting there. All right. Billy Cole, uh, uh, to to uh, know he needs to, uh, a feat of amazing athleticism, downs a bunch of PCP, yep. walks out onto the field on the very first play, uh, catches the ball down the field, Breaks a bunch of tackles, and then when he can't get any further, pulls out a gun and begins shooting every <laughs> single guy in his way. Yeah. A couple dudes in the head, a guy in the knee. You see it all. It's blood all over the place. It takes about five murders before the crowd like stops cheering yeah. and starts getting sad. And then he gets to the touchdown line. He likes the ball. He like slip and slides into the touchdown yeah, line. And and I yes, we'll point out right now that Billy Cole at this point is played by at this point and throughout the rest of the movie will well, be played really. by yes will be played by uh, Tybo inventor Billy Blanks you remember Billy Blanks he punched you late at night on TV yeah but not really you yeah, well, his whole thing was like, I took Taekwondo, but I made it so instead of doing it at a person, you do it at the TV. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, we, we all did it in gym class when the teacher was too hungover. Yeah, the teacher would put on, I don't know, like Love Shack or something, and you'd do some Tybo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, see, I went to a real fancy school. We had the actual tapes, my friend. No. Oh. The real deal, True McCoys, baby. No, we just had our, our, our teacher uh, secondhand relay it to us. <laughs> like Like they're recalling a movie they saw? Yeah. Kind of like this podcast. Yeah, yeah. kind of. No, yeah, I like this. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, Billy Blanks <clears throat> shoots himself in the head uh, after he's surrounded by like 500 L.A. Marshals. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Lots of cops. Happened to be at the game yeah. um, and on the sidelines. There's also a brief moment where we meet the owner of the L.A. Stallions, a very fat Texan cowboy man with a cowboy hat and a diaper on his hat so it doesn't get wet. True facts. His name is Shelly Marcone. Yeah, and he's uh, he's real mad at free agents ruining the game. Oh man, there's so much anger about free agency in this movie. Yeah, that's right. This movie, Shane Black is not a fan of the player empowerment era, Patrick. Despite the fact that presumably Shane Black both is a part of and benefits greatly from all those writers unions. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, he got to where he is by writing all those vagina-related jokes for the movie Predator. He put in his work, buddy. I'm pretty sure he paid his dues. I'm pretty sure the only guy that could out, still to this day complain about free agency is Clint Eastwood. Yeah, <laughs> he's like the only guy from the studio system. <laughs> Uh, so anyways, we cut to uh, afterwards uh, now. Uh, uh, Bruce Willis sleeping in a car. Bruce Willis sleeping in a car. That's right. Uh, now this is 90s Bruce Willis. And that is a very uh, sharp distinction to make. Modern day Bruce Willis, who is head shaved, autopilot, here collecting a paycheck. This is 90s Bruce Willis. Head of gorgeous, flowing, beautiful hair. And, like, actually giving a good performance? Yes. Yeah, Bruce Willis in uh, full giving a shit mode. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's cracking jokes. He's playing it safe. But there's layers there, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not making any, like, big choices, but he's definitely committing to the choices that he's making. He's definitely, like, crafting a character. Yeah. This is kind of the, like, diehard one to, like, the first Sin City movie where he's just like, no, I'm an actor. And then post Sin City where he's just like, I gotta be honest with you. I saw Sin City. People were like, this is a great movie. And I went, it is a perfectly fine movie to watch on like a Saturday afternoon. You know what I mean? It's great to put on while you're like folding laundry or something. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's perfectly good to sort of drift in and out of, don't give it your full attention. Nobody be a hero. No, nah, you look up when you see, you know, Mickey Rourke punching, you know, punching, uh, punching bunch cops. of randos. Yeah. That's cool. Sure. Uh, you look up when Nick Stahl is all point- painted yellow and being a weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you, you know, you look up when uh, sometimes Frodo uh, eats people. Yeah. Sometimes Damn, is Frodo. That yeah. Who that is is Nick Stahl. Yeah, man. Man. All right. 
Star of Carnival. Yeah. And Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines. Uh, please, those sunglasses are the star of those movies, all right, buddy? True enough. Uh, so anyways, we uh, Bruce Willis sleeping in his car, drunk off his ass. Three uh, uh, rapscallion children from the neighborhood come by and see him, and they're going to play a little prank on him by dumping a dead squirrel in his lap. <laughs> Yep. Which doesn't really phase him. He's like, yeah, whatever. No, this yeah. doesn't rouse him at all. But one of the kids is just like, go for his watch. And that's what, buddy, if there's one thing I know about Bruce Willis, it's you do not fuck with his watch. Yeah, because he immediately pulls a gun on this kid. Yeah. Yeah. It will not be the last time somebody pulls a gun on a child. Uh, or, also, there will be a time later where a child pulls a gun on a grown man multiple times. Yeah, that's correct. Stuff. Sometimes yeah. there's guns and puppets. It's the early 90s. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, Bruce uh, Bruce Willis wakes up. He drives to his uh, private detective's office, which is straight up just the office from uh, fucking Who Roger, Roger, Roger Rabbit. Roger Rabbit. Yeah. It's Eddie Valance's office, down to like the mini kitchen and everything. <laughs> he gets a phone call from his old buddy Mike, uh, uh, who's like Joe Hasselbeck. That's Bruce Willis. I need you to come do a thing for me. And he's like, ah, fuck you. Smoke, smoke, drink alcohol in the morning. Yeah. Quippy things. Yeah, uh, and he's yeah. like, real, those... real, like, Raymond Chandler bullshit. Yeah, if the dialogue in this movie were any more hard-boiled, you could make deviled eggs out of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And sometimes it works really well. I will say that sometimes the script does crackle and pop with that patented Shane Black spark. But sometimes you can just feel Shane Black just, oh, fuck yeah, I'm the greatest, I'm the greatest writer to ever live. Oh, he is riding on the cocaine high of two lethal weapons at this point, absolutely. And that's me, the guy who still likes Quentin Tarantino movies saying that. <laughs> yeah, but those aren't ever funny. <laughs> yeah, Inglorious Bastards has some good jokums. That's true. Uh, I'll, uh, you know what? Uh, uh, fucking Jackie Brown too. Jackie yeah. Brown's got a lot of real I mean, good Jackie jokes. Brown is the only like actual movie that Quentin Tarantino has ever done. Yeah, that's true. You'd probably really like Jackie. You'd probably really like Jackie Brown. Yeah. If you just didn't know that it was directed by Quentin Tarantino, I might not even. Yeah. Hey. You'd just be like, hey, look at that cool, <laughs> that cool Elmore Leonard crime movie. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's got Robert De Niro playing very much against type. Yeah, he plays basically the Big Lebowski. <laughs> yeah, just like a fucking burnt-out loser. It's great. Uh, uh, Sam Jackson's got a ponytail. It's awesome. Robert Forrester is the, like, love interest. Yeah, with Pam Greer. Yeah. Ooh, top-quality shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, shit, Michael Keaton's in that fucking movie. That's right. Playing, right. Uh, right. That, uh, like a DA agent. Yeah. 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 Uh, so anyways, uh, Bruce Willis's guy's like, hey, I need you to do, like, a little, like, Private detectiving, just uh, watch over a lady. Her name is uh, Corey. Just 500 bucks, easy for you. And he's like, yeah, okay. I'm going to go home to my wife's house. So he goes to his wife, his house, wife's house. Their relation, it is his wife, but they're separated maybe or... Just real on the rocks. Yeah. It seems... It, uh, Joe is just returned freshly from Las Vegas in like a... No one ever explains what he was doing there or why, how come he's back a day early. Right. It's just like, it's like, uh, it's like Budapest in the Avengers movies. Where right. Where just like alluded to. And then when you find out what it is, it's kind of boring and stupid. Yeah. Mm. 
so anyways, uh, Joe goes to meet his goes to the the house and he meets his wife and he's like yeah, he meets his wife. He meets Hello. his wife for the first yeah, time. Yeah. Uh, played by Chelsea Field, current wife to actual Scott Bakula. Uh, well, good for them. Yeah. Uh, Scott Bakula, underrated starship captain. Underrated starship captain on... Not an underrated show. I that show saying, is perfectly rated. No, say, a properly, <laughs> properly rated show. Yeah. But he is excellent as the Absolutely. starship captain. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, so he's kind of digging around the house, and he notices a few things that are maybe a little weird. There's some steam in the shower, but his wife's hair is dry. Ooh, the toilet seat's up, am I right, fellas? Uh, so he accuses her of having a man in the closet. She's like, there's no man in my closet. Do you want me to open it? He goes, no, I'm going to count to three and pump a bullet into it. And he does that, and just before uh, he's about to do it, uh, the door opens, and oh, who is it? It's his friend it's Mike. Mike. Mike's oh, Mike. Mike's been banging his wife. Oh, I bad news. Cannot undersell this man's mustache. Oh, oh yeah, he's rocking. It's it. not a Tom Selleck. It's not a John Waters. It's like a perfect triangle. Yeah, it is. It's virtually a Brimley. Yeah. But not as old. It yeah, doesn't have the experience of, of a Brimley. <laughs> right. It's still young and just it's, got, it's got the thirst to it's, conquer the it's, world. It's vital yeah. and full of life. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, yeah, uh, his buddy Mike, played by Bruce McGill, uh, he's like, all right, well, you know, you got us, bloobity blobity blue. He's like, hey, buddy, it was an accident. Hey. Yeah. I think this movie is the genesis for the... Uh, fell down, tripped, landed on his dick joke. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to remember, right. what is it? Fucking uh, old school, where they do the same thing of like, I think oh that's... what, like he tripped and you fell? Yeah, there's also, it's also like a line in like an Eminem song from like what, the first album. Oh, yeah. So like, yeah, it's definitely, I think this is the genesis of that joke. This maybe. is the genesis of a lot of fucking weird memes, actually. That's true. Like uh, a lot of bizarre urban legends can be traced back directly to this movie. Uh, so Bruce Willis like leaves in a huff with his best friend, uh, Mike, his his boss of the. Well, yeah, because he's place. just like, you still want the job? Hey, five hundred bucks is five hundred bucks. And then he asks him, face or gut, and he goes gut, and he punches him in the gut because that's what friends do. And he's like, all right, well I'll go take that job, and he goes, no problem. I'm gonna go get my car. I'll see you later. Surely nothing will explode. <laughs> Key and ignition, turn, explode! Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, his car explodes. Uh, uh, the wife runs out and she's like, oh no, Joe, what's going on? Uh, nobody has any real emotional reaction to nah. Mike getting blown up. Yeah. Well, Mike, kind of a piece of shit. I mean, yeah. Sure. Uh, so Bruce Willis leaves the scene of an explosion crime and immediately goes to work at the strip club. Hey, yeah. 500 bucks is... Who's gonna... Wait, hold on. Who the fuck is paying him $500? <laughs> Why is he still... Shane Black? Presumably, <laughs> Holly Berry, who we're about to meet, is going to cough yes. up the $500. Yes, uh, that's You don't think she true. paid in advance? No, because they, they're, when he's sitting there in the strip club, she is about to hand him the money, and he's like, just sit down first, let's talk. Um, but yeah. before that, we get to meet uh, our, our second lead of the movie, uh, Jimmy Cox? Jimmy Dix? Jimmy Dix. Jimmy Dix, that's right. close. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. Jimmy Dix, played by Jimmy, Jimmy Frenulum. Jimmy Banjo String. <laughs> Jimmy Taints. Ooh. 
I'm just doing all the parts of the penis because you see, <laughs> his name is Jimmy Dix. Dix. Yeah. Correct. I believe it's with an X though. Yeah. Probably. It was the '90s, so it's extreme. That's true. <laughs> uh, and this is extremely uh, fucking Damon Wayans. Damon Wayans. Yeah. Uh, Damon Wayans is Jimmy Dix's former uh, uh, professional football league quarterback. You can tell because he has his jersey number. 13 shaved into the back of his head. Now he's you may be thinking... The 90s were the best. You may be thinking, dear listener, if you're not familiar with this movie, oh, he has a full head of hair and the missing part is shaped like a 13. Reverse yes. it. No, no, no. This is not an engraving. This is an embossing. Yes. Correct. Yes. Yes. The 13 exists alone. It is embroidered, you see. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's uh, at a uh, uh, the team house of the L.A. Stallions. Yes. It's just like a big mansion with a bunch of L.A. Stallions flags and dudes partying. And it uh, feels like you can just sort of come and go as you please because he has been thrown off the team. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he goes up to... Uh, there's a, another player played by Tony Longo who is uh, in the midst of... Uh, uh, Sexually yes, assaulting a woman. That's right. Uh, by holding her under the pool to make... Her give him oral sex. It's a whole big thing. But our good friend Jimmy Dix is like, we can't, you can't do that. Let her go. And he fucking takes up a football, throws it in his face, explodes his nose, uh, and and gets this poor woman out of there. Yeah, and the thing is, she he's got to go to the prom looking with a flat nose. What? Oh, no. Yeah. How are the Brady's going to get out of this one? Mm. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, guns maybe. Nah. Turns out lots of guns and plastic explosives. Yeah. yeah. Which must have been new because they are explained several times. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyways, uh, Jimmy Dix uh, leaves. He uh, uh, does, does some pills maybe, I think? Yeah, he gives yeah. some pills. Yeah. yeah, he eats some pills, pillhead. Right, because yeah. he was there and he slept with some other woman. And then he goes to the bar to drink vodka straight because he's a cheater. That's right. And he's like, how could you treat on Corey? She's the best. And he's like, I know. But ever since my career got taken away, all I do is drink and fuck anything that moves. B. Uh, meanwhile, uh, at the strip club, uh, Bruce Willis meets Halle Berry, who is Corey, his uh, target to watch over. And she's going to hand him money. And he's like, no, nah, 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 just tell me what the deal is. And she's like, bah, there's this guy threatening me. No big deal. Bah. Uh, she gets up to go do her feature dance. Uh, where she is dressed as a cowboy. Cowboys are very popular in Los Angeles at this time. Here's the thing that you gotta understand about the relationship between California and cowboys. Once America manifested its entire destiny, all those cowboys hit those shores of California, had nowhere else to go, and just said, I guess this is my life now. It's true. Yeah. Now they cowboy across California to this day. Yes. Any large California city, you'll find an enclave of cowboys. Mm. All of the streets have regular names and then cowboy names. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. 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 If you go into a restaurant and you try to order in like English, they won't know what you're talking about. You got to talk them cowboy. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Is that like the secret menu at In-N-Out? <laughs> Yeah, 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 actually. It's all in cowboy? Yeah. Well, that's where that comes from. Oh, so animal that's style. The cowboy mo- yeah, animal style exactly. is cowboy language. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I mean, it's uh, LA's famous street, right? Rodeo Drive? Correct, yeah. That's true. Ooh, if you meet a good cowboy and you like get to talking, he'll tell you how to read all them symbols to find the good whittles. Okay. Now, that's hobo language, John. What do you think a cowboy is? 
it's a ho- it's a hobo with a horse, I Correct. guess. Yeah, it's you... a horse, not the rails, John. <laughs> Have you seen any horses? He also has a saddlebag and not a bindle. Guys, you can't you can't fool me. There's no such things as horses. Okay, I know. <laughs> There's this. a horse in this very movie. Special effects. <laughs> There's orcs in Lord of the Rings, idiot. He's got you there, Patrick. I mean, he does He's got you there. there. He does. It's true. There's a competent, good, strong president willing to shoot down alien spacecrafts in the West Wing. Independence Day? You know, no! Did the Bale? television show, West Wing. There's that whole arc. <laughs> <laughs> when Martin Sheen fights the space invaders and he's just blasting. No, no, no. It was Joe Estevez. They, they, couldn't, <laughs> they couldn't get Martin Sheen for that season for some reason. <laughs> Joe got himself an EP credit and it just all went off the rails. Oh, well, I mean, that does explain all those seasons with Jimmy Smith's V and the Vampires. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, so uh, after Bruce Willis is done talking to Halle Berry, Damon Wayans comes over and he's like, "You talking to my girl?" And they have like their macho uh, uh, meet cute right there. Um, and he's like, "No, I'm just watching her. You're fine." Blah blah blah. And he's like, "Well, if there's something wrong, you should tell me." Blah 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 blah. Uh, and they have a little bit of that thing until finally he drags her off the stage. And they're going home. And they're going to go home. Jimmy steps out to do what Jimmy does best. Have a cigarette in the rain. And think about that one time he stopped a senator from doing sex crimes. Yeah, that's right. We slowly, over the course of the movie, will realize or learn that Joe Hasselbeck is a former Secret Service agent who saved a terrifying death mask Jimmy Carter. Yep. (laughs) Uh, From an assassin. Recently escaped from his family's mausoleum. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, the House of Wax version of Jimmy Carter, uh, and then also uh, lost his job when he yeah, stopped a, a, a sitting senator from committing uh, terrible, terrible sex crimes. Also, I don't super understand how like the bureaucracy of the Treasury Department works, but it seems like taking several, several bullets for a sitting president shouldn't get you demoted to watching over a senator? Well, he was probably like a presidential candidate senator, because otherwise senators don't get Secret Service. So he was about to be, like, with Mm. the next guy, you know what I mean? But apparently, A, he doesn't... He's not... He's senator in the running time. Yeah, he doesn't stick it out, and then the guy doesn't win the election, you guess. Because, like, Chuck Schumer does not have Secret Service agents. Then why won't he return any of my letters? (laughs) Oh, because he doesn't give a fuck what you think. Oh, yeah, but I have so many ideas. <laughs> yeah, no. Ooh, he's allergic to those, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, they'll kill him. Ideas? Yeah. He'll break out in hives. <laughs> Bedridden for weeks. If you even like ask him if he has a thought about what do you want for dinner, forget about it. His throat swells up. Yep. Can't breathe. Uh, well, I'd like to just reach across the aisle and see what the opposition <laughs> wants for dinner. <laughs> Just gotta keep What's that? I eat my own feces? <laughs> if you say so. Uh, so anyways... Uh, Weird that Amy turned out to be the one with dignity and grace in that family. Amy Schumer. <laughs> Fair. Right? Uh, uh, so anyways, uh, Bruce Willis is accosted by, uh, as he will throughout the rest of this movie, a trio of goons will appear <laughs> yes. and accost a man. I do love the early 90s because if you need bad guys, what you get is a bunch of almost Italians in oversized suits. That's right, yeah. 
They all have those leather jackets where the belt is way too high. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All their pants are way too big. There's also a lot of vests where, like, the bottom of the vest is cut out, like, at the belly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, midriff bearing vests. Gotta get those, yeah. gotta get that midriff out there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyways, they uh, they knock, they like hit him in the head and drag him off into a alleyway, and they're like, "Oh, Jimmy, yeah, we got we Joey, gotta, we gotta kill this guy, but don't do it here. Anyway, two of the three goons, let's get out of here. Yeah, so the, single goon, you got this. So single goon is dragging him out, and and Joe is just like, "Hey, here's a bunch of off color jokes." Ah. Well, yeah, he starts saying like. Uh, isn't this ironic? You're shooting me and I fucked your wife. How do you know she was my wife? I don't know, just a feeling that I got anyway. I fucked your he wife. He said, I, I, I think he says, oh, because she said, she told me what she looked like. What did she say? Oh, yeah. She said you look like a, a a big pimp motherfucker with a hat. And he goes, ha, 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 ha. Oh, fuck you, man. That's true. This dude's got a lot of, like, Don Rickles energy. Yeah. Yeah. Bruce Willis spends a lot of the movie just roasting goons. <laughs> and they love it. They yeah, love no, it. Yeah, because he gets there. He's like, hey, ask me how fat your wife is. He's like, come on, man. Cut it out. <laughs> All right, how fat is she? (laughs) Well, you got to understand the thing about Bruce Willis's character is that before he goes up at the Copacabana, his mom comes in and makes all the gangsters put their guns on the table. (laughs) This is also 1991, and so uh, Yo Mama jokes are at their peak at this point. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, so we get some classics. Well, this this was before we learned how to serve people, so all we had were our wits. That's right. Before, Before... We served people via dancing. Correct. We did the dozens, and they got snapped. Yes. Uh, So, yeah, we got... uh, uh, This would all give way to rap battles. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Which would all just end up breaking onto fucking YouTube internet drama. Sure. Yeah. And then verses and and ciphers and all that good stuff. Ooh, settle it and smash. Yep. So, anyways, (laughs) he makes a couple uh, off-color jokes. Uh... The gangster laughs so hard that he doesn't realize Bruce Willis has shoved a broken bottle in his throat. <laughs> yep. uh, Bruce Willis steals his gun uh, and then like runs off. Meanwhile, uh, there's a brief interlude where Damon Wayans and Halle Berry are like just. They're sleep- at an undisclosed third location. Yeah, they're. I think they're in the champagne room of the strip club. Alright. Because they're just kind of still leaving the strip club. Yeah. yeah. So they're just like yeah. laying down there in like a private room and there's a brief moment where they cheers uh uh was it Alex? Alex. Alex the Alex, veterinarian. Uh, well, this one is Alex the pediatrician. Right. Pediatrician, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh so they toast this Alex the pediatrician. Uh he tries to grab her breasts a couple times. She's like, not now, let's go home and I'll give you your present. And whatever. So they walk out the door. Uh, they get into their co- separate cars. He's following her. Yeah, yeah. it's it's like uh, fucking separate apartments. You know, separate yeah. cars. You gotta have your own space to be your own person. Of course. Uh, she is cut off by a car containing a trio of goons. A trio of goons. <laughs> uh, they hit her bumper in the back, thus causing her to pull over. And, you know, the standard way you exchange insurance information... 
Where'd you learn how to drive? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Dickbag. Meanwhile, uh, David Wiggins gets stuck behind the red light, and you, he's sitting there going, like, "Oh, don't get out of the car! Yeah. Don't do that!" Yep. Tim uh, Robinson opens the window. I don't know how to drive. Dynamite drop in. Go she, watch. I think you should leave. Yeah, absolutely true. Uh, she steps out of the car and is immediately met with a hail of bullets. Oh, like man. we cut to not quite Matrix slow motion, but like. A hair faster than John Woo slow motion yeah. as she is just gunned down. This oh, is yeah. platoon slow motion. Yeah. This is like just at the end blown well, up gotta a bazillion see those times. Squibs popping, man. Otherwise, I don't know that she's actually dead. I'm not gonna lie, the squib work in this movie is fucking dynamite. Oh, yeah, all over the place. Oh, solid squib. Later, when he yeah. takes the bullet for the president. Just you know, make sure you don't fucking hire a scab armorer to work on your movie, and it'll be fine. Weirdly enough, yep. having professionals is a good way to not die. Huh, who'd have thunk it? Alec Baldwin. Uh, uh, not, not really his fault. <laughs> Ooh, to Ooh. be fair, it is definitely... This, keep making this argument. If you are holding an executive producer credit and your staff walked out Ooh. because it's not safe I and you're like, fuck it, we're still going to shoot... That's on you, buddy. Yeah, I didn't know he was an AP. I thought he was just an actor on it. Nice. Oh, no, yeah. an AP credit. Ooh, this paints it in a very different Ooh. picture. Yeah, yeah, it's... Let's not discuss the situation. For legal True. reasons, we cannot comment on ongoing litigation. <laughs> we'll hit this one up on the minisode. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, don't fucking hire scabs. Yeah, yeah, and then you can have great squib work, like a Tony Scott movie. Yeah, or just do like every movie does nowadays and just do digital blood. But... The squibs. I mean, me yeah. too. But I mean, look. Nobody ever died from a squib. That's yeah, I mean, patently not true. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, uh, anyways. So Halle Berry is uh, 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 sent to meet her maker in a hail of bullets. Uh, Damon Wayne's uh, races his car through a busy intersection and rams into one of them. Meanwhile, Bruce Willis appears out of nowhere and does the thing all '90s heroes do: screams, runs. Two handguns blasting away. Just getting guns guys, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's a brief little uh, uh, gunfight. A lot of like ducking uh, you're not, behind. You're not, you're not pronouncing it correctly. There was a firefight. That's how it's. That's that, you got to put the accent. You're right. On I'm, it. I'm, yeah, sure. I apologize. Uh, in any case, lots of dead goons, lots of busted cars. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then uh, Damon Wayans and Bruce Willis are like, you know, what we should f- do flee the scene. No, the fuzz show up. Yeah, the fuzz show up and they get taken in. In and a the- profound show of LAPD restraint, all they do, Damon Wayans and Bruce Willis, put their hands up. Bruce Willis still holding a gun. Yep. And the cops are like, yeah, this is normal. This is fine. No reason to shoot anyone here. They are uh, uh, taken to the station where we meet. They're taken to the station, not charged with anything, just asked to give statements and let go. Well, well Bruce Willis <laughs> used to be a Secret Service agent. Yeah, and there's there's two cops that are there. There's like old distinguished cop and there's not quite as old shit heel cop. Yeah. Well, there's definitely, yeah, there's definitely like old grizzled commish who I think is younger than the, like, naive detective. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. 
so the night detective is just kind of hanging out there, but the grizzled commish is just like, God damn it, Hasselbeck! Yeah. You're always blowing stuff up in my city! I don't care how many bullets you took for the president! I think Bruce Willis has a fetish of having short, stocky, bald guys yell at him. <laughs> That's true! Because this is straight out of Die Hard 2. Yeah! I, was say, I feel like Shane Black has a fetish for having police chiefs yell at detectives for blowing shit out. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Look, look, these are not mutually exclusive here. That's why they work so... This oh, is yeah, that, no, the great the this synergy. Is, this is chocolate and peanut butter, baby. Uh, it, it is the melding of actor with material. Yes. You can't tell where one ends and yeah. the other begins. Yeah. But uh, this, detect, this detective has just like a fucking hard-on of hate for Bruce Willis's character, and he's gonna spend the rest of the movie just being like, Oh, I can't wait to get you, my Bruce! <laughs> Damn you, Riggs! While repeatedly letting him walk. Oh, yeah, consistently. So they walk, they give him the gun he murdered people with back, and they send him on his way. Uh, so then they, uh... This is where, uh, Damon Wayans and Bruce Willis start to develop a bit of a kinship with one another. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Damon Wayans is like, we gotta go find out, you know, who did this, and they're still out there. And at first, Bruce Willis is like, nah, man, look, I'm not getting paid, my job is over, blah, 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 everyone's done. And he's like, but you gotta! And he's like, yeah, okay, let's do it. Yeah. So they go to uh, Corey's, Corey's house? Yeah. yeah, they go to Corey's house. Corey in the house, except Corey's not in the house. No, Correct. Somebody wrecked up that house looking for stuff. Yeah, they, uh, again, lots of quips. I think the line when they walk in is, you, it's like, you dust, I'll, or you, you sweep, you, you I'll vacuum, dust. You vacuum, I'll dust. Yeah. yeah. Um, they go off and uh, search throughout the apartment. Damon Waynes finds a tube inside said tube. One of them is, drug tubes. Yeah, is his, yeah. Is his, his drug. drug tube. Uh, and also uh, incriminating photos of the owner of the Los Angeles Stallions, Shelley, uh, and also Senator Baynard, uh, the, sex, uh, the sex pest senator. Yeah, the sex criminal. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and a tape. There's an audio tape. tape. Yes, and Damon uh, Wayans realizes that the present uh, that she was going to give him was to get his old job back. And how she was going to do it was to blackmail the owner of the Stallions. Yeah. Because uh, he was an... Uh, we did, I don't know if you mentioned this. He was an NFL, or a professional football quarterback who lost his job for uh, getting hooked on painkillers. Well, we and also, Yeah, and also maybe gambling. Yeah, he may have placed a bet on a game and he was on painkillers. Yeah. And they got rid of it. Uh, so anyways, they uh, they meet up, they get back in Bruce Willis's car, they listen to the tape, uh, and it's just like innocuous ta- banter. It's, it's a lot of like, if I didn't know any better, Senator, I'd think that you were going to tell me about something shady. Funny you should mention shady, crooked uh, fucking football coach. Have I got some shady things for you? But first... I saw an episode of Murder, She Wrote the other night. I want you to see if you can guess the ending. Well, highly unusual, Senator, but you know I can't resist me a good mystery. A good whodunit, or in the case of Columbo, how done it and how they gonna get caught. So please, regale me. Now the murder she wrote, that's the one with the woman up in Cavett Cove, correct? Oh, coach, you know your murder mysteries well. This shall be a game of wits. The scene opens. 
I enjoy that John is so adamant in his refusal to know anything about sports, he's still unable to determine that this is the owner and not the coach of this team. And yet he knows the he if knows he the was, hold on, no. If he's not the coach, why does he have that hat? Because he owns it. That's a coach hat. No, 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 no. no. He's wearing a cowboy hat. That's very clearly an owner's hat. (laughs) A fedora is a definite coach's hat. That's your Tom Landry hat. That's your your bear... uh, uh, George Hallis. Yeah, uh, Papa Bear George Hallis, your uh, the, the guy who uh, up in Green Bay. Oh yeah, you uh, Vince Lombardi. Yeah, and then also the guy from Alabama, maybe. Oh yeah, Bear, Bear something, something or other, or other. Grills. Yeah, guy. The guy Bear drinks Grills. the piss. Yeah, you know him. Are, he was from the French Foreign Legion. Yeah, and he uh, coached in Alabama. I thought, but yeah, you just I, are all the coaches named Bear. I no, mean, some, <laughs> but more than there should be. Yes. All right. Okay. And one of them is Bear, and the other one is. Papa Bear. That's right. Oh, I see. He's the daddy bear. Well, must Bear defer to Papa Bear should their teams find themselves locked in gridiron combat? I mean, all bears used to defer to Papa Bear, but then he died, and then you just got the McCaskies. Yeah. And they're not Papas or Bears. They're just bastards. Yeah. uh, I guess she's daughter bear? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, Virginia McCaskey, uh, formerly Virginia Hallis. Still, uh, one of the few teams that are still owned by a family. Um, in the a lot NFL. of kids doing them. No, I mean, don't get me started. Uh, anyways, basketball season. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> am, I, am I right? Yeah. Fellas, you know what I'm talking about. Sure, John, case. You, know, you know the setting and location of Murder, She Wrote, but Ooh. you don't know the difference between a coach and an owner. This is true. But, <laughs> listeners, Damon Wayans gets real bored in this Murder, She Wrote conversation and decides to fast-forward the evidence tape. And Bruce Willis immediately goes, fast-forward, eats the tape! <laughs> yeah, I, I guess... And so they've destroyed their piece of evidence in the tape deck of Bruce Willis's old shitty car. Yeah, because what happens is, I don't know, for if, on the off chance that anyone is listening to this, and on the double off chance that anyone under the age of 20 is listening to this... An audio cassette basically works by reading like a thin layer of like magnetized tape. That's why it's called tape. So when it eats it, it like grips on to it too tightly and like rips the magnetized strip out. Mm -hmm. Uh, So this ruins any audio recorded on it. So they have no evidence. All they've got is a couple of pictures that don't prove anything. Yes. That's true. Well, they prove something, but they won't hold up in court. No. So then, they decide to go back to Bruce Willis's house. That's right. They go back to. Oh wait, don't they get attacked by another trio of goons? They here? do get trio oh, of man, goons. There are goons all over this movie. Damon Wayans is just like, man, I've had a real rough night. My my girlfriend's dead. I'm gonna I'm gonna take her car and I'm gonna go. I got an extra set of keys to her car. That's right. I'm gonna leave. Uh, this triggers what keys car. of the time I've seen people do that, they've exploded. (laughs) To the other car! Yeah, so he pulls Damon Wayans out of that car, uh, and then they disarm this block of, just a block of C4 with two wires in it. Uh, And then as there's... Yeah, this is where Bruce Willis explains, this is C4. Damon Wayans says, do you mean plastic explosive? Yeah, this could have blown up the whole car with an electrical current. 
Uh, that's when two goons show up. One of them played by uh, the Big Lebowski's landlord. Uh, and they do more intimidating goon things. Meanwhile, Bruce Willis hides the C4 into the uh, uh, keyhole of the trunk. Um, and... They're like a whole big thing and they're like, oh, you got to give us the envelope, give us this whatever. And he's like, oh, it's in the trunk. And then, well, give us the keys. And he like throws the keys out into like the woods. And he's like, oh, fine. Yeah, the entire time they're making fun of one of the goons because he's clearly got a word of the day calendar. He's dropping lots of big fancy $5 words. And his henchman goon just keeps hitting him in the face. Uh, Finally, smart goon tells henchman goon to shoot open the trunk. So he pulls out his gun. Damon Wayans and Bruce Willis leap out of the way down a hill. They give themselves, they give each other a look like, here we go again. Yeah, <laughs> and he shoots the trunk and the car promptly explodes, killing both goons. And it's yeah. very important to understand because the goons and the heroes are standing equidistant from the trunk explosion. Correct. How, the goons are fucking vaporized, but... The heroes execute their dodge roll as the explosion happens, and that gives them invincibility frames so they don't take any damage. It also helps that we're in California, so, like, the side of the road is pretty much just a cliff. Yeah. Yes. So they're immediately True. under the dispersal. Yeah. yeah. More cops show up. Uh, Bruce Willis is like, you get out of here. I'll take care of it. Don't worry about it. So again, he we gets get brought another in. another great scene. <laughs> he gets brought in by the shithead detective. And he's like, Hasselbeck, <laughs> I can't believe you blew up another car. He's like, I'm sick of cleaning up your dead bodies. Well, he says, next time I see that face, I'm going to put a bullet between your eyes. Now get out of here! <laughs> and fucking naive detective who is just like, he looks like he just walked out of a Tim and Eric sketch about office culture. He's yeah. got like the short sleeve <laughs> pinstripe shirt and like the weird wild midlife crisis hair. As Bruce Willis stands up, he says, Hey, hey I just want to shake your hand for what you did for the president. I admire you. And it's like... <laughs> Buddy, you are way too old to, like, have a role model. No, man, you have no idea how long it took for that guy to get out of property crimes. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's true. He was busting his balls, chasing down stolen TVs for years before he got to be on homicide. That's true. Uh, So Bruce Willis is once again set free by the LAPD. uh, And he uh, uh, is met up with Damon Wayans. They meet some outside. They decide they're going to continue going after these guys, and they fuck off to his Bruce Willis's house. Yeah, yeah. And who is there but Bruce Willis's thirteen-year-old daughter, Darian? Uh, she's got a salty mouth. She's she got does. a salty mouth, and she uh, swears like Rip Torn. That's true. <laughs> yeah. If only she ordered a salty dog. Oh man, fuck! Let's watch the Larry Sanders show next. I'm on board, man. man. I just rewatched the episode because, again, the tragic passing of Norm Macdonald. The Norm Macdonald episode where, uh, fucking the sex tape episode. Mm. Oh, so good. So Great good. Show. Uh, so they, uh, there's a whole lot of banter with the daughter. She's just, yeah, the uh, daughter's like, you're a fuck up. And she's like, where'd you learn that word? Mom calls you a fuck up. <laughs> and he's like, she does? <laughs> when? Now, 
We're introduced to this character waking up in his car, looking at his reflection in the rearview mirror, saying, Everybody hates you. You're gonna lose. I hate you. Now smile, you piece of shit. So, like, this really should not affect him at all. At most, he should say, like, yeah, that that checks out. That that sounds like mom. That yeah. fits with my current understanding of myself <laughs> in this world. But for a guy who murders so many people, he also has an internal code which is why uh, he gets referred to as a Boy Scout, uh, despite the fact that he literally does not one thing, like, lawful in this entire Ooh, film. he does tie a very complicated knot. Mm, that's true. Of yeah. intrigue. Ooh. But yeah, Damon Wayans is there, uh, and Bruce Willis is trying to reconcile with his daughter. It's not going very well. Uh, she finally just, like, leaves and goes to her room, and this is where Damon Wayans gives his... Audition monologue. Yeah, he goes where we find out that his wife was pregnant with his kid and got killed by a a truck that jumped a curb while he was out playing football and... And we learned that Alex was his his son that lived for like 17 minutes before he died. Yes. So he's always toasting his dead son. And and he's toasting what his dead son could have become. Yeah. And yeah. in this, we're, we're sort of... We're, Which, like, I feel any grief counselor is going to advise against doing that. Sure. <laughs> that seems real unhealthy. But it's also the early 90s, John. Men didn't go to see grief counselors. Men didn't do anything to confront any of their feelings. They bottled them up until they could attach plastic explosives to somebody <laughs> and blow them up out of range. Well, what we'll learn is, after uh, knocking back a bunch of fucking straight Cuervo... Uh, uh, Cuervo on the rock. <laughs> uh, uh, Damon Wayans has been using Demerol to, to deal with his pain. Yes, yeah, he goes to take a shower and Bruce Willis like sneaks up on him and he's about to snort... Uh, uh, the like Demerol powder, yeah, yeah, from like a capsule, and Bruce Willis is just like, oh, that's one step too far. No drugs, man. Yeah, you can blow a guy up, and we'll laugh about it, but you don't do drugs <laughs> at all. Drugs, man. Uh, and he's like, and then look, Bruce, he played the arcade cabinet narc. He knows that winners don't use drugs. <laughs> True facts. So Damon Wayans gets a second audition monologue in as many minutes, yeah. uh, where he like, yeah, he explains how uh, in the age of free agency, which is Killing the game. <laughs> uh, you gotta. Do we don't have a place to call home. We're thrown to the wind, man. Oh, Never mind the fact that free agency directly led to a, uh, a tenfold, hundredfold increase in paychecks for players, especially for somebody who had a million-dollar arm, best QB in the league. Right. Uh, but anyways, he rails against the. Uh, uh, those fat cats just uh, selling yeah. players the, off. The thing is, like, because there are so many free agents, there aren't enough players that like really care about the team they're on, and that's making people not want to watch football anymore. Yes. So he called God and asked, "How come? Why all the bad things?" And God didn't didn't take his call that day. So nope. he hit up a bunch of Demerol. That's right, and uh, and yeah, maybe bet on a game, and he got booted from the league, and that's why he continues doing drugs to dull the pain of having lost his wife, his child, his career. Uh, Bruce Willis is like, if he continues putting bets on games, though. Fair. I mean, we don't know. Bruce Willis is like, yeah, once you're done crying for yourself, the front door's over here. Just boots him out. Yeah. He leaves. The daughter is out front with Jimmy Dix's football this, this card. This scene also. Fucking blows my mind because Bruce Willis's daughter is just like, 
hey, can you sign this for me? I'm sorry I had such a sass mouth back there. He's like, yeah, yeah, no problem, kid. You know, you're my dad's hero. <laughs> Which, again, what the fuck? Well, the way this movie works is you can only have a hero if they're clearly 10 to 15 years younger than you. <laughs> it's a weird way to do it. It's just, it's like the episode of Bob Bob's Burgers where he meets the baseball player that he really likes and it turns out to be a scumbag. And he's like, I shouldn't be your role model. First off, I think I'm younger than you. <laughs> yeah. That's, the, that's what's really crazy is like, I could sit there and watch like for I could watch the Bulls and be like, man, Zach Levine is really great, man. He's awesome. He's a cool guy. He's, he seems really thoughtful and respectful. But I'd never look up to Zach Levine except height wise because he's twenty six. Right. <laughs> he doesn't know shit about right. fuck. Yep, he may know about good fundamentals both on and off the court, but that's about it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, so, anyways, uh, Bruce Willis's hero signs the card. Uh, to the last Boy Scout uh, and fucks off and leaves. Um, oh, then what? Yeah, I yeah. Know. so we... I, I Is this the point where Bruce Willis gets gets captured up? Yeah, I think this Madame is sort of Goons? these things happen together. Is Bruce Willis is going to get tasered at his front door and kidnapped. That's and right. Damon Wayans is going to get caught by a trio of goons and thrown off an overpass. Right. Which I love because he's thrown off the overpass. A car breaks his fall, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and he stands up and he's just like, I'm all right, folks. It's all part of the show. Don't worry about me. I'm a trained professional like Super Dave. For those who don't know, Super Dave is a comedian. It's Bob Einstein, brother of Albert Brooks. But he, his the character Super the Dave. The character Super Dave. Yeah, is a stuntman. But he doesn't do stunts. He tells jokes. No, he does stunts. Ah, he tells jokes, buddy. Do, do you not remember any of the Super Dave specials that aired on TV where he would do straight up fucking evil Knievel stunts? <laughs> now, granted, they were faked and it was a dummy strapped to whatever yeah, that's rocket. That's what I'm saying. Like, they were jokes. But the character does, like, stunts ostensibly. Yeah. It's a reference that they would have gotten. Sure, but it's a reference that st- I still think would have confused them. I think they were probably confused about how a man fell off an overpass, landed onto a Buick, and then kind of got up and told some jokes. Yeah. yeah. In fact, True. that kind of sounds a lot like Super Dave. Oh, man. Guys, I speaking, think I gotcha. of, speaking of good dead comedians, man, Super Dave. He was great. Really fucking funny. Agreed. Fucking unparalleled in Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, yeah. Marty Funkhauser is the probably... One of the best characters One of the conceived. best, like, side characters on the show. Yeah. For 100%. Uh, so, yeah. Bruce Willis gets tased by some goons. He gets taken away. Uh, the head of these goons is played by uh, cult comedian uh, Taylor Negron. Uh, they drive him away. He's another in a long line of, like... Weirdly, like uh, literate goons. Sure. Yeah. Well, all of the all of the like high level boss level goons that we're now engaged with are all definitely like at least a little bit queer coded. Yeah. 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 In that like Disney villain kind of vibe. Yeah. Uh, so Taylor Negron uh, brings him back to this like pool house thing, and uh, there's another one of the goons there is just taunting Bruce Willis. And Bruce was like, hey, can I get a smoke? He's like, sure, I need a light. And the guy is about to hand the lighter and then it punches him in the face. <laughs> the old lady punchy. And then Bruce should have seen it coming a mile away. Bruce was like, if you touch me again, I'll fucking kill you. 
you knocked the smoke out of my mouth. Can I get another? And the guy's like, yeah, you know what, what? Sure. sure thing, buddy. And he does it, and then he's like, I'm going to need that light. And again, he fucking sucker punches him in the face. Uh, Bruce Willis gets up, gives him the old flat palm to underneath the nose, and shoots his nose bones into his brain. Yep, this is where that comes from. This is that old, that touch of death move that every single fucking, like, uh, shitty two-bit fly-by-night dojo owner. Okay, his name is Count Dante, (laughs) and the move is called the Dim Mach. (laughs) And it was from, like, 30 years before this. But yeah, it's designed to, you know, all those bones, all those bones all up in your nose. I'm gonna get, 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 get those bones up inside your brain. And so that guy's dead. Yeah. (laughs) And the the other goon is just like, wait, what did you do? Yeah, and again, like it, ha- it it's clearly this is not like a play on that trope. This is clearly the origin of the trope because he's like, you put his fucking nose bones through his brain. <laughs> like the movie explains it yeah. to the audience. And then when Taylor Negron comes back, the guy's like, he just fucking killed Steve, and he's like, yeah, well, what are you gonna do? <laughs> Steve, get his body out of there. Get him a drink. <laughs> yeah, right. Then, uh, I do like the the one affectation uh, that the like head goon has in this. I believe his character's name is Milo. Uh, is that he calls everyone by their full oh, first yeah, name? Yes. I like this a lot. He's always Joseph. Yes, Joseph, Joseph and a... William, James. Yeah, James. No, it's a good time. Uh, so he the uh, they get him a drink, and who should show up? But it's the owner he doesn't show up he's been there the whole time no one looked over to their well, left that's because he hadn't disrobed yet and gotten into the pool thanks Shelly <laughs> Shelly Markholm yeah. he takes his robe off he wades into the pool and then he just swims closer yeah it's almost like the like put on your 3D glasses now, kids. Then he yeah. gets back out and starts explaining the whole villain plot. Yeah, he starts yelling about free agents again. <laughs> he does. And and Bruce Willis is like, oh, you're you're doing this to like fix some games and like, you know, get TV revenue. And he's like, no, I'm here to legalize sports betting. Man, yeah. He's gonna well, legalize sports and betting. And here's what's again to get viewers back. None of the fucking bad guys in this universe seem to know how shit works. Because they're like, you know that committee on sports betting that's in Congress? Well, I own every one of those guys in my hip pocket. Except for one. Buddy, you have a majority! Stop! You've got enough! He's the chair. The chair runs the committee. You gotta get the guy who's the chair. That's why he's so expensive. Do they say that he's the chair? Yes, he I is. I mean, the, you have to assume. I think he says he it says when it he's in his little promo. In his little promo video, yeah. He's the chair. Yeah, they, so basically, they're just committee. like, basically the guy's like, I'm supposed to give him $6 million to buy him off, but I think I'm just gonna blow him up instead. And I'm gonna frame you about it, even though... You've just entered my life in a series of events I could not possibly have predicted. Also, his plan is to blow the senator up at his own football stadium. Yeah, correct. And frame Bruce Willis's character because they have that history together. Which, again, what was your plan A? 
Bruce Willis came back from Vegas a day early to put this whole thing into motion. Well, I'm going to guess that... This is the fucking equilibrium problem where Christian Bale knocks his fucking no-feel pills into the garbage and says, I guess I'm going to feel for the rest of the day then. And then the bad guy is like, that's right. I manipulated you into feeling this whole time. (laughs) You obviously... What? No, you fucking didn't. I can't believe I thought used to think that was better than the first Matrix movie. I was an idiot. Maybe Uh, I still am. You decide, audience. We'll figure it out when Matrix 4 comes out. Man, see... It can't be good. Ooh, I don't know. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. Hearing hearing about Matrix 4, I was like, that's a fucking stupid idea. Seeing the first trailer for Matrix 4, shit, this might actually be, like, real fucking good. Remembering the third Matrix movie, oh, I don't know... Yeah, just because they have enough good Matrix 4 to put into a two-minute promo does not mean that all 45 hours of Matrix 4 is going to be worth watching. I will say, uh, they are making this film not in two months to get it to theaters six months after the last Matrix movie just premiered. True. So, like... Maybe it'll be more thought out. Look, at the very least, like any Wachowski movie, it could be a glorious train wreck. <laughs> That's true, man. Oh, man. Speed Racer, you beautiful, stupid child. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Uh, there's also a scene here where we get the shitty detectives, and they're just like... The, they, they, they're they figuring out yeah. the plot because guy from Property Crimes is like, hey, I was talking to the neighbor, and that Mike guy's car had been there all... Night. And then the other detective immediately goes, he was fucking his wife. Yep. Oh, I see. I he was see. like, he killed him. And I let him walk out of here. Yeah, twice in hot crime scenes where police officers witnessed him shooting several people. And then naive detective is like, hey boss, don't worry. I'll go take care of it. Yeah, it's yeah. like the uh, the Simpsons Bible stories of Ralph saying, well, I guess it's all up to me. Smash cut to Ralph's tombstone. Yeah, because he does, that's why we forgot. There's the scene when, after Bruce Willis is taken and like thrown in the trunk, the cop pulls up behind the car and he walks up and he's like... This is a fantastic line. He like knocks on the window and they're like, is there something... Is uh, there a problem? And they say, yes, officer, this gun has too many bullets. <laughs> and they shoot him. <laughs> And then they uh, they do it with a handkerchief and put Bruce Willis's fingerprints on his own gun. Yeah, and they frame him for that. They are framing him like five crimes. Oh, yeah, deep. they're like the Ben Franklin of, of goons. But what's great is like, yeah, they're gonna obviously they're gonna resolve the senator murder plot, but like, hey, my detective never came back. <laughs> your gun was found with your fingerprints on it. I know you've had a busy night, Bruce, but uh, you're under arrest? Well, we're, we're going to come to find out that Bruce Willis cannot get arrested <laughs> for anything. Yeah, no, there's no arresting Bruce Willis. So after... so He's a cop in New York, don't you know? The goons... <laughs> you think that makes you hot shit? You're nothing. <laughs> this is my big pond. The, the goons take Bruce Willis out to the woods for... Uh, the big like drop off with uh, this is the senators so overly complicated. I fucking love it. Yeah. So Damon Wayans goes to the, he figures out where the senator's address is by calling up the woman that like sends out the season tickets and like flirting with her over the phone. And he's just like, 
yeah, so the senator sees and tickets. Like, where do you mail those to? All right, cool. He writes down the address on a phone book and tears out a page. Bruce Willis's daughter, for some reason, gets brought in with her mother for the, like, so we think that he killed a guy in a car explosion? Maybe you should have your daughter wait outside. So that's when Bruce Willis's daughter sees Damon Wayans do this. She does the old pencil trick where she sees what was, like, imprinted on the last piece of paper written on. Goes to the senator's house. So now she's there and she's like, Damon Wayans, you gotta let me in on this adventure. I'm a plucky child with quips, don't you know? I swear. And a pistol that she points at him over and (laughs) over and over again. Yeah, she's like, look, I stole this from my dad's cabinet wave in his face. Yeah, no. The what implication I love here is that if he doesn't take her with her, him, she's going to kill him. Yeah. So he he does somehow. Yeah. So the, the limousine, the senator's limousine peels out. Damon Wayans follows the limousine. The limousine is going to the woods where Bruce Willis is there with the goons. Uh, the idea is that they've got two briefcases, you see. One has six million dollars. The other has a bomb. The one with the six million dollars is in the trunk of the car. They open up the briefcase. The guy counts the money. He's like, yep, $6 million. That works out to me. Uh, Milo's just like, did anybody fucking frisk this asshole? He could be a cop and we don't know it. So they do the classic magician's misdirection of turning him around and patting him down for a secret compartment. (laughs) Like out of fucking uh, Young Frankenstein in the bookshelf. Yeah. Like slides the other briefcase. It's like in Last Crusade. It's the rotating fireplace. And then you've got the new briefcase and the guy takes the bomb instead. Classic. What? Yeah, then Damon... Where do you buy that car? Uh, that you have to get that you have to order that special like when you get the uh, Ooh, uh like but the you under- gotta get the true coat. <laughs> yeah, you get the you true don't get coat. that true coat, you get oxidation problems. That's gonna cost you a heck of a lot more than five oh three. It's gonna rust up on you. <laughs> uh, so they I love how all cars are sold in northern Minnesota. <laughs> Damn right, by Jerry Lundergaard, don't you know? <laughs> ah. uh, oh, it's busy just the way we like it. <laughs> oh, it's a real car, alright. I'll just shoot you those numbers. <laughs> Uh, so, Damon Wayans and Hold Darren... on, I don't think we're fully done acting out lines from Fargo. Uh, Patrick, you got, you got any? You want to... No. I I'm... mean, I took all the big quotable yeah, ones. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm abstaining. I'm abstaining. All right. All okay. I can go is, one chipper! That's not even a line. <laughs> they, they dub it over in yeah. the ADR to make it clear to the audience. <laughs> he was a little guy, don't you know? Perfect. There we did it. We've exhausted <laughs> nice, all the lines. Nice. Uh, so anyways... God damn it, Big Lebowski, you peed on a rug! <laughs> Probably the best line in Fargo, am I right? Absolutely. Yeah, it's me, a serious man. <laughs> no time for your jokes. There's no country for this old man. Uh, that old man, he knew too much! <laughs> he also, he wasn't there. That's that's the one I meant. Yeah. He's the man, that man wasn't even there. Yeah. He was off raising Arizona. <laughs> Synecdoche, New York, anyway. We almost get a cameo from Satan Claus, but I guess he's still <laughs> in that hotel with Barton Fink. True. 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 Well, he's a bad Santa. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
so Damon Wayans, Damon Wayans and Darian are, are caught. Everyone is is brought to the forefront. The little girl, they're like, I'm going to steal your little girl. And he's like, no, you're not. And he's like, yes, I am. And then she's like, I've got a puppet that I've been carrying around with me. She's like... Listen, they don't they don't know that this is Bruce Willis's daughter. And this is another fucking bananas moment for me. Where she's pretending like she's just stumbling onto this crime scene naively. Uh, and Bruce Willis is like, go away, little girl. You need to get out of here, little girl. And the bad guys are like, no, let her stay. <laughs> she can hang out. She can watch us murder you. <laughs> We're all going to go out for malts later. And she's like, she's got this little, like, creepy puppet monster. She's like, ah, blah, blah, I can talk. Can you make him talk? So she finally convinces Bruce Willis to take the puppet. He puts it on. He does a whole fucking puppet show. Oh, yeah, no, he's, he's doing a whole bit. Uh, he again, cracking up. Again, he tells some very off-color jokes. Uh, why did the, was it? Why did the cocker spaniel cross the road? No, it was it was. Uh, uh, why did Milo cross the road? Oh yeah, because his dick was stuck inside a chicken. Hey, hey bang, ah! bang. oh, I'm kidding. You're good. You're a good sport. Tip your waitress. Drive safe on the way out. Hey. And then he just starts shooting guys <laughs> through the puppet. Yeah. she had hid her gun in the puppet, and he just blows guys away. He takes another gun. They run off. He's again running, screaming. Two handguns shooting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Damon Wayne's daughter and Bruce Willis jump into a car. Goons in swift response. Yeah, yeah it's a bit of a, a car chase where they're uh, driving around. They lose the f- uh, soft top of their uh, their convertible. The Mitsubishi convertible. Yeah, and then uh, eventually they uh, force uh, a car accident and they are able to... Uh, uh, this is a fucking hilarious car accident. Because it looks like their plan is to sort of the uh, the the boss car is like like right up against them like you know right. nose like, to nose try to run them off the road exactly it looks like their plan is to try to lure them to one of those Hollywood cliffs and then hit the brakes so that they go over except they just don't they and just, they both go over they just right go over yeah the the good guy car rolls down it goes it has <laughs> obvious crash test dummies in the wide shots and then the tight shots are just the DP wobbling the steady cam <laughs> up and down and Bruce Willis and Damon Wayans clearly feel like assholes just going ah, ah, ah oh no oh boy yeah. yeah they crash into a tree but immediately just get out they just hop out completely no unharmed means. the other car ends up ramping off of somebody's like shed roof and lands it, it does a corkscrew spin and lands in Rick DeCummins pool lands which in a pool. promptly catches fire <laughs> yeah just like the river of Cleveland <laughs> right got them waters right from the Cuyahoga um, Damon Wayans is just like you think they're dead Bruce Willis starts just emptying a clip <laughs> into the wreckage shooting into the car which is not the best way to determine if they're dead or also it's a great way to explode a car that's already on fire yes but it's underwater so the water will put it out sure yeah. uh, except we've seen that this water is clearly just chemicals because the water is on fire oh yeah sure. Sure. sure so he shoots open the trunk they take out the briefcase with the six million dollars uh, and they're like giggling the entire way as they leave. They steal Rick DeCummins' car, leave his daughter behind with this strange man. Yep. Uh, they take his white Mercedes and they're off to the uh, the football stadium, the L.A. Memorial Coliseum, where the uh, L.A. Stallions play. Uh, and that's and, where the bomb is headed. And that's where, where the, the bomb is headed because they're yeah. gonna 
the the senator's bodyguard himself is going to deliver the bomb to the senator. So they're headed that way. Meanwhile, Taylor Negron somehow did somehow survived the crash and takes the little girl hostage. Um, so they get to the football stadium, and again, goons. Goons. Yep, goons. We get a and nice also, little like freeway chase on the way to the stadium. That's true. Yeah, because they're trying to like they're trying to get the attention of the bodyguards to like stop them from doing what they're doing. Uh, that doesn't work because Damon Wayans, he's like, I'm going to draw them a note and he draws just a circle with like flashy things over it. And he's like, no, that looks like an apple with lines coming out of it. (laughs) So then he writes bomb with no B B O M. And then he like holds it up to the window. This offends the driver so much. (laughs) He starts blasting through the window and then Bruce Willis goes. It is the LA freeway. Yeah. And then Bruce Willis goes, I forgot to tell you. Bomb in Polish means like asshole or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So they have to, they end up having to, uh, the car takes an off ramp that they weren't expecting. So Bruce Willis pulls over and jumps over, off of the off ramp. Like, does he land? I can't remember if he lands on the car. Or no, not. he lands no, like, he in the grass. He like down the hill yeah. and then shoots the yeah, car. Yeah, he shoots, shoots, shoots out, out the, tires, the tires. Yeah. Which kills all the bodyguards. And he's like, well. I guess we have to grab this bomb. Uh, it'd be rude not to still deliver it to the Coliseum. Well, yeah, and I mean, it's a huge loot drop. They get, yeah. like, shotguns and shredder shells. They, they get, yes, specifically... Bitchin' dusters. Well, he also, they also get a phone call from... Them, Milo. From, from Milo, like, being like, I have your daughter. Yeah. Your daughter's here. I'm taking her hostage. You know, come to the Coliseum or yeah. whatever. So they're like, all right, well, we gotta go do this. And our dusters and our shredder shells. Yeah, uh, Bruce Willis explains these are special shells that the LAPD uses to uh, shoot locks. Yeah, that's the <laughs> ticket. They explode on impact and kill anything in a 10 foot radius for locks. Yep. <laughs> in case there's a bunch of different locks. Uh, so they make their way to the owner's box? They they make their they, way yeah. to the secret owner's office to the place, coach's office with his right infinity yeah. pool and his big aquarium yeah the under <laughs> yeah the under the subterranean owner's box yeah. uh, and that's again a big standoff lots of goons. and goons and a whole bunch of things yeah coach is just like you don't understand owner, owner. <laughs> the man does not coach the football team then why is he so invested in the performance of the team he gets paid either way well it gets more if they win more because more people come and you know what more how... people buy jerseys hey hey do you have any idea how much it costs to employ these Free agents. That's where well, he says, like, yeah, you used to be able to. What is it? Fucking. He names a specific football player. The Joe government. Namath. He's yeah. like, Joe Namath. Yeah, sure, he was worth it. But now all of these punks want $2 million, $3 million. Where does it end? Which is, like, hilarious now because, like, $2 million, If you had a star football player on a $2 million contract these days, oh, yeah. you'd be jerking off out of joy. You'd be <laughs> so fucking happy. Yeah. It's, Tom it, Brady makes like 50 mil a year or something like that. And the thing is, like, you can see that this is clearly the viewpoint of at least the writer of this movie because at no point do any of the other characters say like, hey, that's bullshit. 
the game is fine. You're just evil. Now everyone's like, yeah, no, it is pretty expensive. It's you true. Know. They are all like, oh, yeah, 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 got points. That's tough. It's a lot of money. I mean, <laughs> you're, I mean, you're doing it wrong because this isn't the right way to go. But like, no, I, I see where you're coming from. No, no, that's fair. Uh, so then, uh, Damon, there's some subterfuge with like, well, we brought the money, but it's in the back of this white Mercedes. I can show you where it is. Uh, then the the owner shoots Damon Wayne in the hand. Yeah, well, he yeah, he's like, uh, he shoots he's him like, in the hand, and then he's like, he's like, look, I'm gonna kill you guys anyway. Like, I don't care about the six million dollars. That's just like icing on the cake. I've got, I don't need the bomb. Uh, Milo is gonna use is gonna use a sniper rifle to take him out. Bruce Willis is just like, oh yeah, where's he gonna do that from? Well, you're just full of questions, ain't you? Go, oh, I can't resist. <laughs> He's going to be in a very enlightened position. And it's just, oh, you fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah. and so they tell him that, uh, like... So Damon Wayans get, you comes want, up yeah. with another thing of just like, hey... Bruce Willis is fucking lying because he's trying to weasel out. I know where the money is. The money's in a locker. I have the key for the locker. It's in my shorts. He pulls something, a little like satchel out of his shorts, and then he throws it into the fireplace. And he's just like, now I guess no one gets the money. This is when the shredder shells explode. Yes, killing everyone in a 10-foot no, radius I mean, and setting a man on fire. Yeah, no, that guy goes up like crazy. Like, I had no idea that shredder shells would first coat you in kerosene. <laughs> They're filled with napalm. Yeah, yeah but in, in the Burning Man conflagration, uh, Damon Wayans and Bruce Willis get a bunch of everybody else's guns and shoot a bunch of goons again. Yeah. A lot of ankle shots oh, in this man. fight scene. Yeah, a lot of joints just getting wrecked up. Shins knees so they right. escape they get out into the the stadium proper bruce willis tells his daughter to go find a cop any cop just find a cop which like because again they need to stop the assassination attempt uh, and they need to try to recover the money and like at this point and they need to warn the senator sure there's a charred corpse on premises i think you can get a cop in there to evacuate the stadium right well too late because <laughs> too late. they so he sends Damon Wayans to get a hold of the... He's like, find the senator, get attached yeah, to him. distract him so I'm, that he can get out of yeah, here. Yeah, I'm going to go uh, up into the lights. Like the... the, the, like the uh, yeah, he does a little Batman Riddler thing of like, enlightened position. Oh, Chung, there's a double meaning <laughs> to that. Enlightened, in light. Where does light come from? Light. Lights. Lighting rig. He's up in the lighting rafters. It's literally on the other side of the stadium, and and Milo is in position with his gun out already. Yeah, yeah. and I guess in between Bruce Willis and this lighting rig, there is A, no security, nope. B, no one checking tickets to make sure that you're not, like, sneaking down to the good seats? Nah. Yep. Nah. Like, nothing. Nope. Nah. They well, only check your tickets if you're going down, not up. Correct. Yeah, if you want to go up, you'd go up as high as you want. Man. Get up there in your rocket ship and blast right off. <laughs> so uh, Damon Wayans is just like, oh man, how do I distract this senator? Mayhaps a cowboy I shall play. <laughs> That's right. He hops on the uh, L.A. Stallions. Uh, uh, Stallion. Stallion. He hops on the L.A. Stallion. Yeah, and he. Uh, t- I got. I, got a, I hate to break it to you. There, 
that's not the original stallion, L.A. stallion. That stallion's been played by like six or seven horse well, actors. Well, that's because and they weirdly enough, paying them in cartons of cigarettes. <laughs> weirdly enough, also that stallion, actually a mayor. Yeah, that's yeah. true. However, that mayor uh, shoulder checks a guy and makes a really <laughs> nice tackle. Like, that could have been a first down. But instead, that mayor hits him. Yeah. Unfortunately, it was same team. Oh, yeah, tough break. But, but that definitely ended that guy's career forever. Oh, yeah. Also, it's like, give me the football. I'm on the horse and I'm not a football player anymore. (laughs) Obviously, I deserve the football. And the guy's like, you know what, David, where did you take it? Yeah. So, (laughs) uh, yeah, this doesn't seem to stop the game in any meaningful way. No. The senator is fucking loving this. Yeah, he's like, this is the best. Uh, so David Waynes grabs the football, he gallops as fast as he can, winds up, launches this football up in the air towards the senator's box as Milo takes aim on the senator. The senator, loving this ball coming right for his face. <laughs> the ball gets right in front of his face and explodes. because yeah, the, the ball... ball takes a bodyguard bullet <laughs> yeah. for the senator. But the explosion of the ball is still enough to knock the senator down and give him a bloody nose. Hey man, if you ever like accidentally exploded a sports ball, is loud. I bet, I bet actually. What year when I was a real little kid, I remember playing like soccer with a friend, uh, but with a basketball because I didn't have a soccer ball, and it got kicked out in the street, and a guy ran it over, and it sounded like like an M four hundred. It sounded like a mortar <laughs> round. Boom! Windows rattling. Right, right. Um, like the car, like freaked out, like screeched. Oh, it was great. Good stuff. <laughs> uh, anyways, so the senator gets knocked back. He is saved for now. Uh, Milo just starts like just loading bullets. Down. Yeah, no, he's just because he win. has a semi-automatic sniper rifle. Yeah. Like Meanwhile, uh, fucking Coachy McGee runs out to the white uh, Mercedes. <laughs> Grabs the briefcase out of the window, thinking it's the six million dollars. We know it's the bomb. He fucks off. Yeah, yeah. Bruce Willis and Milo have a fight on this lighting rig. Um, Milo runs out of bullets. Bruce Willis like holds up the bag of extra ammo. He's like, "Were you looking for this?" And then throws it down like off of the lighting rig. And he's just like, "You bastard!" And did. Did you think you were going to be able to, like, negotiate for that bag? (laughs) So then he throws the gun at Bruce Willis, who probably catches it. Who catches it and then begins clubbing him with it. Now Taylor Negron's Milo uh, gets a a knife in Bruce Willis' leg. But it's okay, because Bruce Willis eventually uh, saves the day. He he fucking knocks him out, and he, like, kicks him off. There's a police helicopter in play, by the way. Yeah, the police helicopter is showing up and they're flying over there to see what's going on. The police helicopter is floating over the field of play of the stadium. Taylor Negron's character is kicked into the field of play of the stadium. He falls down. The editing to this is fucking incredible. Oh, it's great. Because he gets knocked down and you're like, well, he'll get up again. You're never going to keep him down. But then it cuts to close-up of helicopter propeller blades and you're like... Oh shit! I like how he oh, switched no. like three times. <laughs> yeah. It's like he's falling, rotors. He's falling, rotors. And you're he's like, falling. they're not gonna show it. They're not gonna show it. They're gonna cut to the interior where some blood splatters are. They fucking show it. <laughs> you see him hit a 
like a blender, and you get the blood splash. Yeah, you get it's it both. Great. It's great. Double bonus, baby. Yeah. Uh, Bruce Willis starts dancing the jig. Yeah, that's right. Earlier in the movie, he tells Damon Wayans if he survives this, he's gonna dance a jig, and he does. Yeah. He's it's, like, you know what? Fuck the, it, and he just starts dancing. And that it jig. is the it entire is. LAPD guns drawn at this man that they have again witnessed murdering <laughs> someone, and they're like. Let him dance. Hey, if a guy that you think may have been a cop dances a jig, he was definitely a cop. That's true. <laughs> it's about as Irish as you get. Right. If he's not, he's a fireman. In either case, you let him, you know, come down and explain himself. Here's what I want to say about this. The jig Bruce Willis dances is the most exhausted, <laughs> like, but still joyful jig. It's a great yeah. moment. I mean, it's pretty good for a guy that's got a gaping knife wound in his thigh. Yeah. yeah. Well, again, like, uh, this is Die Hard. He is excellent at getting to that, like, point of beyond exhaustion. Yeah. Like, he's so yeah. good at, like, taking hit after hit. Yeah, there's, like, a little element of Indiana Jones of, like, not being a superhero, the, the joy is not that he can, like, perfectly dodge the bullet. The joy is that he can just get worn down and still be able to keep going. Well, it's yeah. so not about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you could get hit. It's about cancer. That movie's about surviving cancer. Yeah. And then the sequel is about him rematching Ivan Drago. I don't know. I didn't he see He fights the Ivan Drago's son. <laughs> Any of you guys, uh, any interest in watching the new director's cut of Rocky Four? No! They <laughs> cut out Polly's robot! Oh, that's evil. They made it more in line with the tone of earlier Rocky movies. Ah, blow me. <laughs> yeah. No more Polly's robot, no more Mr. Rosenthal. Yeah. I think they also cut out Hot Zone. No, Fire. it's still in there. Both of the montages are still in there. The montages are, but I don't think the music is. I think, that's not Oh, shit. I remember hearing that at least Hearts on Fire might not be in oh, that movie. That's it. Oh, I'm Fuck that my shit. Congressman Chewy Garcia. <laughs> I got important shit for you to get on. <laughs> Did you see that picture the other day of Sylvester Stallone on an airplane wearing what was very clearly a fucking QAnon hat? And everyone was like, wait, Sylvester Stallone's a Q guy? And then he posted another picture and he's like, this hat clearly stands for Quantum of Solace. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, ooh, okay, Sly. Yeah. Here's the thing. I believe that he believes that that's <laughs> true. <laughs> He probably was like, hey guys, give me one of them bitchin' quantum of hats everybody's got. That's my favorite James Bond movie. I love that James but Bond. But he asked for most... ten years too late. Yeah. It's the most realistic of the Daniel Craig Bonds because the bad guy is all trying to control portable water and that's a very important issue coming up. You know they could trade water futures on the stock market now? I don't think that's right. I don't think that's right at all. That's why it's the best bomb movie. I know you're going to come at me with Moonraker. I'm not saying Moonraker's a bad movie. It's Star Wars with James Bond. He goes into space. He fights Jaws. I don't remember what the bad guy was trying to do in that movie. But that's not what's important. The important thing is the quantum of solace is what the Q on my hat stands for. Good night. I will not be answering any further questions. I love that your Sylvester Stallone slowly morphed <laughs> into the two weird hillbilly guys talking about I Love Lucy. Yeah. yeah. 
like all Sylvester Stallone monologues do. Fair. Fair. So uh, we all get together. We're having like the scene where where the uh, the J- Joe's wife shows up and they're being like, oh, thank yeah, God you're he, still alive. He has killed enough people to get back Dana in her Wins is getting treated by the EMTs and the little girl is there presumably also being treated by the yeah. EMTs. And then we get the shot of, of Shelly Marcone opening the bomb. Well, they well they find the briefcase with the money, right. and, then, and then they go, wait a minute, that means Shelly got the wrong case. And they start laughing oh my God. hysterically. And then there's a huge explosion that you can see from the parking lot, and they're all just like backslapping. <laughs> it's blocks away. Oh, man. Miles away. Yeah, like they're in the stadium. This explosion is like in the hill. It's yeah. right by the... Gr- it's in front of the Griffith Observatory. Yeah. It takes up a full city block and it cuts back to them howling <laughs> with laughter. <laughs> ah! We blew up everybody! everybody so yeah, it and cuts again, to the... They, they walk out in the middle of the street. There's cops everywhere. All over they have murdered so many people, are responsible for an explosion. Nobody says shit. Yep. No. Yep. No, well, it's not true. Senator Bannon shows up and is like, Ah, Bruce Willis, you've been calling my house and touching yourself. And Bruce Willis <laughs> is like, had her gut. And he goes, excuse me? And so he punches him in both. That's right. Yep. And then, again, not arrested for assaulting a senator. Correct. Although we have found out that you can pretty much do whatever you want in the Senate or the House or whatever, and they won't do anything for you. This is, in fact, true. Yeah, but you got to be a senator. For that to apply to you. Mm, I don't know. Thousands of people just kind of went in there and wrecked up the joint. And they kind of got away it's with true. it. It's true. They've only really like prosecuted like 40 or 50 of them. Yeah. Fucking Jay Johnson God, is still, still at large. large. <laughs> still at large. I can't fucking wait for him to show up in some fucking like... Uh, like Daily Wire movie. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's gonna be in that uh, the Ben Shapiro. Uh, uh, um, what's her name? Cara Dune movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Carrero. Gina, Gina, uh, Gina Carrero. Gina Carano. Gina there Carano. we go. Carano. We got that. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Anyways, so uh, <laughs> let me get a little postscript. Yeah, we get a postscript. It's the a next day. Denouement. Yeah. Yeah, Bruce Willis, uh, they're all hanging out in front of Bruce Willis' house. Bruce Willis' daughter is just like, fuck you, Bruce Willis. And he's like, don't use that language. And then the mom is like, yeah, don't use that language. And then looks to Bruce Willis like, like, right? Like, this is how... Yeah. You're the good parent, wife of Bruce Willis in this movie. (laughs) You absolutely need to get a divorce. (laughs) This man is profoundly bad for your family. Yeah, after everything goes down, she, like, apologizes to him. She's like, I'm so sorry. Like, I cheated on you. I just, like, I love you and I want you back. And he just, like, stares at her and finally just goes, fuck you, Sarah. And she, like, smiles. He's like, fuck you, Sarah. If there weren't cops here, I'd spit in your face. And that's their I love you scene. And they're scene. back, baby. They're back. Right. And at no point does he say like, man, I'm really going to clean up my act. I'm sorry. I know I've been unreliable. I know that I've been deeply, I've been drinking very heavily. Uh, this very morning, I woke up in a car and literally saw a dead squirrel. And my thought was not a squirrel came in here and died. I expressed to my friend, I'm so drunk, I might have fucked a squirrel to death and I don't remember it. Which is not a healthy leap to make in the mind of a person who stares himself in the mirror and just 
absolutely expresses how much he hates himself. Oozes self-loathing. I can't really bring this into the atmosphere that a child needs to be raised in. Anyways, me and Damon Wayne's gotta go take a walk. Yeah, and then they they choose to become crime-fighting partners, and they start working on their one-liners. Yeah, because Bruce Willis is like, it's the 90s, you can't just punch someone in the face anymore. You gotta have a cool line. And Damon Wayne's is like, oh, you mean like, I would be back. And that, that's, no, that's not a fucking, no. no. Bruce Willis is like, no, no, no. It's like if you hit him with a surfboard and Damon Wayans is like, oh, oh yeah, you'd be like, surf stop. And he says, yeah, something like that. All right, then let's hear you fucking do better. I mean, he was doing better the whole movie. Did you see all those goons that he sure. was like literally right. slaying with his Don Rickles stuff? <laughs> what like, I'm saying, though, is in this I haven't seen crowd work like that since D.L. Hughley. Sure, but... <laughs> In a writer's room, you're only as good as your current pitch. How are you going to punch up that joke? Surf's up. Yeah, like, it's obvious, but it's obvious for a reason. I thought that in a writer's room, you uh, fought to not drown in balled-up paper and old whiskey. That's true. You also, you just eat uncontrollably because it's the only thing you can do in that room. Pretzel spears. Yep. Yeah. And then Conan O'Brien plays a fun goof where he pretends to lose all of your lunches. Oh. Yeah, it's okay, because later on he'll show up with a guitar and a portable amp and he'll sing songs for you. Yeah, but can I eat it? The guitar? Yeah. No, the portable amp, yes. Okay. Yeah. As long as there's something to make up for the lunches. Correct. Yeah. And then the credits start, and that's the end of The Last Boy Scout. Well, the credits start, and you hear a little bit of like, yeah, you gotta be careful though. Satan Claus is still out there. And he's getting more powerful. Yeah. End of movie. The last Boy Scout will return in Satan Claus. And that's gonna take us to our bullet point. And that's why it's a Christmas movie. Oh, yeah. You got Satan me there. Satan Claus. Uh, bullet points. Beep, beep. And our very first bullet point is body count. Body counts. Oh, man, how many trios of goons died? That's a lot of math I don't feel like doing. John, what do you think the body count of Last Boy Scout is? 18. Ooh, all right, Patrick. What do you think the body count of Last Boy Scout is? I'm going to go 21. Ooh, playing by prices right. I'm just doing the math of like, did we both pick something that's divisible by three? Yes, we did. (laughs) I think Billy Blanks actually shoots three guys too. Yeah, but we don't know if they all die. That's true. Some of those were knee shots. One of them is definitely a kneecap. Uh, Playing by prices right rules. Whoever gets the closest without going over. Patrick, you are the winner. 27 confirmed kills. Also divisible by three. Also true. (laughs) Nine trios of goons. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Uh, so that's going to take us to our next bullet point. Best kill. Best kill. John, what do you think the best kill in uh, Last uh, Last Boy Scout is? Well, we all know what the best kill is. Right. So oh, I'm yeah. going to pick my personal favorite kill. The man getting lit on fire by the shredder shells oh, in the fucking coaches. Hell yeah. yeah. That's a good one. I cannot resist... A dude getting lit on real fire. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of CGI fire, and it never... It's its like when you see 2D animated water. It's just like, 
oh, I can see why you think that that looks mm-hmm. like fire, but it really doesn't. There's something about just like coating a man in asbestos and throwing a fucking lit match on. I love the I love how anytime anybody in a movie is set on real fire, they automatically put on 75 pounds <laughs> and lose all they mobility the in their joints. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they go full babendum and then just get put on fire. I oh, love it. But it looks so much better. It really does. Yeah. Just like squibs. Oh yeah. Patrick, best kill. I, I am a sucker for a guy getting pinned to something by a car. Oh, yeah! And in this one, unlike other ones where you may not have this opportunity, uh, he's only pinned to a car, so Bruce Willis gets to shoot him in the back. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty rad. You really don't get that one a lot. No, you don't. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, Mark, best kill. Uh, I'm going to go with Shelley uh, getting the bomb explosion. <laughs> yeah. Because it is... It's, I think they say it's 12 bricks of C4. Something like that, yeah. And we saw one brick blow up a car and vaporize two human beings. This is 12 bricks. It's a legit city block in Los Angeles. Yeah. Like, they're, like 400 unrepped actors and screenwriters went up with it immediately. Yeah. Uh, and again, it illuminates the Griffith, uh, Griffith Observatory. Which I know best from Grand Theft Auto Five. I bet you do. I know best from all them Futurama jokes. Yeah, it's also in movies and TV stuff, That's I true. guess. Anyways, war crimes. War crimes. Patrick, tell me about some war crimes and last action. I now. want to talk about the fringe jacket that Damon <laughs> Wayans has for the second and final act of the movie. It is a hot piece of smelly garbage, and it's got a weird phoenix carved into the back. Yeah, his fashion choices in this movie are not uh, are not uh, let's say currently relevant. Yes, <laughs> it is a mess of a jacket. Yeah. That's a fringe jacket, though. Yeah, it's Ooh. the light tan kind. Oh, yeah, it's bad. it is. Yeah, it's a mess. Mm. John, war crimes, last action hero. Oh, uh, last Ooh, action no. hero. Oh, last sorry, I'm sorry, last boy scout. <laughs> oh man, I, I was trying to remember what I said for last action hero, a movie that we've done. No, we haven't. No, we haven't. Yeah, we have. No, we, we have not. Haven't. We have not watched the one where the kid goes into the theater with Arnold Schwarzenegger. That has not happened. Yes, yeah. we we definitely do you, did. Do you dream nope. about the podcast when you're not on the podcast? No, I. No, we, we have not. Done last I, I promise you, we have not. We've done True Lies. We've yeah. done Commando, Predator. Yeah, a lot of Arnie's, a lot of Johnny lot of, Macs, but yeah. not that particular. But not one. Last Action Hero. The Johnny Mac Arnie one. We, 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 we talked about... No, we didn't. We talked about the bad guy having the glass eyes, though. I guarantee you we've talked about that movie. Oh, yeah. No, it's probably come up. Yeah. <laughs> Just like we've talked about any number of things. Yes. It probably came up. Like, let's face facts. There's like 30 movies we haven't watched that we've definitely covered on the podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I mean completely. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways... Last Boy Scout. Jesus, I don't think that a fucking civilian police force should have shredder shells. <laughs> Bare for locks. Uh, hey, you know what else is for locks? Bolt cutters. <laughs> Battering rams. One of them sweet saws. Yeah, yeah. like from the movie Saw. Yeah. Uh, Mark, war crimes. Free agency, man. It's ruining sports. <laughs> Can you believe it? 
these athletes want to get paid more money to move from one team to another. There ain't no team loyalty no more, I'll tell you that right now. No. Well, here's the thing. Guy plays for three years for a team, gets paid $1 million. That's not good enough. All of a sudden, he's got to go to another team, make $5 million. That's not bad. Bah, bah, bah. Nobody can follow a team anymore because they can't keep track of all the players. Bah, 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 bah. True facts. I mean, after you guys explained to me why it's the Utah Jazz, yeah, fuck this bullshit. That was off mic. <laughs> yeah, it really was. Is that why I think we recorded Last Action Hero? <laughs> Probably. Were we just hanging out talking about Last Action Hero? It's and very that's also possible. possible. Oh, no. That is why our wives made us do a podcast. Yep. <laughs> so we would stop doing this at dinner parties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's very important that all of our wives understand the, the career trajectory of Shane Black. I mean, look, they've all been on the podcast at this point. Was Julia? Yeah. yeah. She what was movie? there for the Predator episode. Yeah. Bullshit. <laughs> this was many years ago when we were at my house. Yeah. Bullshit. I was... You don't know the house. That was Get like that here. was like three studios ago. I'd say look it up. I know you won't. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, because I start now. I know that my wife did the mummy. Yeah. And we yeah. explained the plot of Robot Wars to your wife. She also was on the Rambo three episode. Yeah, because that's what she, she needed that case. I was gonna say she drunkenly interjected into the Rambo three podcast. No, no, she was a full on guest. I distinctly remember her laying down at one point. I mean, she drank a lot of wine. <laughs> I mean, like you do. Yeah, for sure. Anyways, that's going to take us to our final bullet point. Is this an action movie? Is this an action movie? John, is Last Boy Scout an action movie? Yes. Yeah, fair. Patrick. Oh, last yeah. Boy? Oh, okay. I didn't even get to ask yeah, the question. Don't even oh, ask okay. me. Don't even ask me. Yes. Wow. This was a delightful romp through explosions and death and ridiculous bullshit. Just, it was a wonderful break from Evangelion. Just so you know, when you press the buzzer early, there's a five-second delay after it. Ever. Just uh, so you know. Okay. Just so okay. you know. Okay. But I do want to Wait. say that my favorite thing about the last boop, boop, boop. Sorry, time's up. Is, Mark. Is it's, depra- <laughs> is, is, is it's fantastic lack of Shinji's. <laughs> What is Last Action Hero for 1,000, Alex? <laughs> Alex is dead. Uh, it's... This movie stars Arnold Schwarzenegger and also... Um, that kid. That he guy from Game of Thrones. Boop, boop, boop. He was in it too. What is Last Action Hero, Alex? That is correct. Hey, <laughs> I want $1,000, please. The board's still yours. All right. Uh, potent potables for 1,000. Boo, 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 boo. Oh, that's the Daily Double. Oh, boy. I hope it's a video clue. It is. Well, go ahead. How much would you like to wager? Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna spend it all, buddy. All right, $1,000. Here's your video clue. Wait, have I made I no love me, Arnold Schwarzenegger. What is the name of the movie that I was in where I play a guy named Jack who comes out of a movie and I'm friends with a little boy that was written by Shane Black and also Death is there. He's a serial killer. That is the movie. It's Collateral. Go Collateral. Jeez. No, no, no. Wait, no, no. Sixth day. It's sixth day. What last act? What is what? How how last action hero? Boop boop boop. Time's up. I'm gonna. Need, is that what? Is that your answer? Yes. Judges. Ooh, I'm sorry. 
Uh, well, you did have the uh, correct. What is, uh, you did not ask it in the form of the correct question. <laughs> oh no! So we will take away that one thousand dollars, and also you owe us one thousand dollars. Wait, oh, do yeah. I still have control of the board? No. You do not, no. Patrick. You have control of the board. I want stuff that starts with L. Five hundred. Fantastic. <laughs> you found out the daily double. Yes. How much would you like to wager? I haven't won any money yet, so all of it. Fantastic. So that's up to thousand dollars. Fantastic. Here's your video clue. Hello, this is me, Arnold Schwarzenegger. This is a type of poem that has only several lines and rhymes and starts with L. Uh, I'm buzzing in. I'm buzzing uh, in. It's Why a daily double. You, ooh, you ooh, can't. Ooh. Ooh. You don't. It's a daily double. To buzz. <laughs> oh, good, good. Where is a haiku? I'm sorry. It was the the question was things that begin with L. The answer was you chose the category. The answer is what is a limerick? Oh. limerick. Mark, is this an action movie? <laughs> you know it. Final reviews of, of Last Boy Scout, John. <laughs> what if Raymond Chandler had an action beat every ten pages? Patrick. <laughs> it is true. I have not seen that many cigarettes get smoked in some time. <laughs> yeah. Mark, uh, pack and a half, more like punch and a half. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fantastic stuff. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Body Counts and Beer. I'm Mark Rosenthal. I'm Patrick Bromley. I'm still Jonathan Rooney Taylor. And we'll see you next time. Body Counts and Beer is Patrick Bromley, John Rooney Taylor, and Mark Rosenthal. Please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts from, and leave us a rating or review. You can find us on Facebook, find us on Twitter at BodyCountCast, or email us at BodyCountsAndBeer at gmail.com.